Blog Talk Radio. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Hope you're having a good night before Earth Day. Woo-woo. Uh, this is Deanna on Design. I'm, <laughs> you're laughing. On Blog Talk Radio, Sorry. and I'm your host, Deanna. <laughs> Designer Deanna Radai. And we're going to continue on with our stay-at-home design series. Um, and we have on our favorite guest, Ms. Jennifer Streepling, award-winning restaurant designer. How are you? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, we get good responses when you come on, so let's continue on the fun. <laughs> that's good. I mean, and we enjoy each other's company, so why shouldn't everybody else, let's be honest. Well, that's right. Let's let the world in on our fun. <laughs> that's right. They need it right now. Any, any entertainment that we can provide, I'm happy to help. Oh, I'm telling you, well, yesterday's topic was how previous, you know, a real happy topic, um, how previous pandemics <laughs> in the past have influenced design. And it was actually really interesting. I highly recommend you all listen uh, I saw to yesterday's that podcast. Yeah, but when it was just how sewer systems and straight lines evolved, um, the demise of the Victorian era. Thank God. <laughs> not a fan. <laughs> Thank the you, cholera, I guess. not helpful. Yeah, no. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean. Um, and the in urban planning as well with um, Olmsted. Uh, the landscape architect who did, you know, uh, some of the parks in Milwaukee, Central Park um, in New York, but the planning of green spaces or the lungs of the city um, was all uh, uh, because of the Spanish flu outbreak in 1917, 1918. That was one of the results. So I thought that was interesting. And then mm-hmm. something that is being worked on right now in Vienna it's called the Parc de la Distance, <laughs> literally, uh, where they are working on designing green spaces in Austria uh, where you can only enter in. It's kind of set up like a labyrinth and with all the twists and turns. So, you know, promoting the social distancing but still getting outside in your green space. So I thought that was actually kind of interesting. So I don't know what That's are your very thoughts cool. on that. I think anything we can learn out of a pandemic, it just, you know, God willing makes us smarter and, you know, we can avoid it, uh, some type of reoccurrence or being hit as hard as we were kind of the first time it hit. Right. So, I mean, it was, I mean, it was all good, interesting information as I'm listening. I'm like, oh, that's interesting to know. I mean, you know, I saw an Ikea commercial. It was kind of funny earlier this week or last week, the days were blending together and it was like overnight our homes became our everything our movie theater, yes. our grocery store, our restaurants. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was, and I mean, you, you, we all know that, but it was interesting to kind of see the commercial and how they built off of that, obviously for mm-hmm. their product. But it was, mm-hmm. it was true and kind of taps into what we talked about last week is, you know, look around your home. What, what did you make shift? What are you going to keep? What, how, how yep. is your life going to change when we're allowed to come out? I think there's a lot of different changes inside and out the home that are going to occur because of this. Well, one of the, I I interviewed um, 
Alicia Durleg, she's a kitchen designer um, and one of my NKBA peeps. Um, up, she is in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I mean, Michigan's getting hammered right now. Yeah. And she said one of the things that her clients, new construction uh, is what she primarily does, um, is mm-hmm. washing stations or transition spaces like in the mudrooms and in the garages. As, you know, some kind of trans, and I thought, oh, you know, because I've always thought of it like for a foyer, and I think I was talking right. about that with you, you know, like in the older mansions and brownstones and Victorians where the foyer was actually doored off. You know, you walked through a door, right. you had your foyer, and then it was your front door, and that's what I was thinking of. I wasn't thinking of it you know, from the the back door or the garage doorway. And just think of that in terms of, you know, some space that you could carve out to do that, you know, to change out of your clothes, definitely shoes. Um, you know, right. I've always been a proponent of the shoes are off, you know, before you come. Yeah, you shoes. know, I'm Especially the same way. Florida. Florida. I have a nice little sign. Yeah. Oh, no, yep. I have a sign outside our front door that says, <laughs> life's full of choices, take off your shoes or wash the floor. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm that way because of the bugs and because of the fans. Yeah. And with the dog paws and everything. Yeah. I mean, for me, with where my house is, I mean, I might as well be at the beach, you know, because it's all sand in the back. So cleaning that up, which I was doing this morning, yippee yay. But, you know, having that (laughs) trans, you know, having that as a transition space. So I think that'll be a real interesting trend residentially wise to yeah that's clever look at mm-hmm. i don't know if well i think you did because uh, you had texted me that uh with the cdc guidelines uh that are coming out for retail um i know bars and restaurants what they can't open until phase two i believe so the uh, curbside correct yeah phase two with a maximum of um i think parties of 10 and yeah. then they obviously have to go there. Um, it, they released a map um, today of the states that are getting ready to kind of reopen and in specific categories, but it was right. very um, brief. To your earlier point, they haven't gone into details what requirements. Obviously, you know, social distancing is going to be one of them, but then there's obviously mm-hmm. going to be, um, I've seen some health inspectors kind of saying, this is what we're looking for. So, you know, it's going to be, you know, rough on everyone because nothing's written down so it's going to be again that you know these these inspectors or you know whoever's going to monitor this at their discretion so it's going to make life a little dicey i think for these operators continue to make life dicey for them really yeah right and what i had kind of got it in a go around with somebody on facebook which is always you know productive But what I don't think people realize, um, especially people who aren't entrepreneurs, business owners, Mm -hmm. or in the specific industries that are hard hit, you know, retail and most retail, you know, if you're not a big box, but even think of all the big box that's been affected. I mean, all of your department stores. Uh, some of your smaller regional change, all of that, the money that's being lost. And then to get back up and running, 
you know, you're going to be seeing people. I just got word from some of my friends here. You know, it's going to be about a week of cleaning, getting the mm-hmm. stores back up and running, all of that kind of stuff. So then it's going to be a week of payroll uh, with no money coming in. And then who is right. going to be coming in the doors once once we open? So I think, you know, Florida is getting ready to open up. Texas, what were the other mm-hmm. ones? Utah. North and South Dakota. Uh, yeah, Texas, Florida, South Dakota, like Wyoming. Um, I had the map here, but I mean, it was a Arkansas, good handful. I think one of them too, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you're, you're they're not in your dense areas. Like, obviously, New York is going to be it's right. going to be a while. Unfortunately, New Jersey, where you have, yeah, uh, Minnesota, Iowa. North Dakota, South Dakota, Montana, Idaho, Wyoming, Nevada, shockingly enough. I think the, obviously the strip is, I'm speculating, going to be under um, oh, a little different you know, of a ball game. I mean, right? think of what, although I'm wondering if the, and this is, you know, if the Indian casinos, you know, because of how they're classified, if they are going to be exempt you know, from some I doubt of it, the it's a national. I mean, it's okay. a, it, it's possible. To your point, I mean, they are they do have their own set of guidelines that they follow, but um, right. I don't know. It's still public health, safety, and welfare. Um, okay. But yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I, I I was surprised when I saw Nevada on there because Nevada yeah. might go to Vegas. Well, and and that's good and that's bad. Like when you think of Florida, you either think of, you know, that the whole state yeah, of Orlando right. or Miami. You know, the right. state of New York is New York. Um, and that, again, right. brought up the thing we were talking about again on Facebook with Go Run. And it's like, you know, it, that's not your whole state. You know, you have some counties and some states that have not been affected at all by the virus. Well, because of tourism, right? None of us are getting on a plane anytime soon. Right. Right. Unfortunately. Yeah. My mom was supposed to be here last week, and when they're on total lockdown um, in Arizona, um, my mom lives in a planned, um, you know, active, older um, Person, I guess, is that the politically correct way of But someone in their um, community, um, it's a Solera community, so um, okay. came down with it. Uh, so they're oh, on lockdown, and what she said until the end of May is all activities, all of that stuff have been canceled. But she had a minor procedure done last week um, at the dentist. Hmm. So I know some places, like, you can't get a doctor's appointment worth anything. No, I, you know, you have it on your iPhone, and they're doing the virtual appointments, you know, that yeah. way. You know, even, you know, my grandparents are in their late 80s as well, and, it was, you know, they're not going to do a virtual appointment. The doctor asked some questions. I'm sure my grandfather lied. And then yeah. they don't have to go in until June or July. <laughs> right. right. Oh, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm fine. But. Well, I know our vet um, has offered televisits. Oh, okay. And they've set up, yeah, I had to go yesterday. And 
you know, they said it's actually been working out very well as far as efficiency and maintenance inside, and they're looking at keeping it, you know, as the hmm. the mainstay and really opening up the lobby, you know, in very certain circumstances, but they said sure. their call volume went from average 100 calls a day to 700. Holy cow. Yeah, the, you wow. know, just our little vets, you know, that we went to here in Clearwater, and they said they have higher um, two part-time people just to take care of the phones and filing and that kind of stuff. I mean, it was just, well, that, yeah, I was just so going to say that's, that's generating revenue because, I mean, they're not yes. talking to you for free. So, I mean, right. and they just, you know, hired two people. So that's great. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that'll be interesting because while some jobs may go away, you're going to see how things may be kind of pivot, you know, instead of having your vet techs up front answering the phone and manning the desk and doing, you know, their work can be used to actually help people, you know, or the animals right. and, and being productive that That's way. Right. So I thought that was just this interesting little case study of of what was happening. And I know one thing that I wanted to talk about was um, cultural differences. I know you've done a lot of work um, where you've been in South Korea. And didn't you go to China as well, too? Wasn't that? Correct. And Brazil. Yep. Um, Those were the three kind of main travel points for me for, you know, a while. And I would think, isn't Brazil that it's a little closer just because it's a Latin culture, whereas Asian cultures, isn't it typically like a six-foot, like we have now, radius? And like the U.S. is like three feet, right, which is the comfort distance? I think, um, at least in my experience in these larger Mall is not really the term because everything's inside in, you know, China and Korea because they don't have the land or their air quality, obviously, um, isn't the best. So they have these complexes of um, food and beverage, you know, skincare. It's it's a mall on steroids, for lack of a better term. And Uh my experience over there is that there's just so many people. It's, It's like New York times seven. You know, okay. so you are, I mean, the dining rooms were, they don't have ADA requirements like we do here in the States. Right. So they can pack them in. So I've been kind of checking in, doing Google searches on, you know, how China's kind of reopening the doors. I've not reopened their dining rooms, at least as of Friday when I looked, but right, they're going to have some changes as well. And Brazil was the same way. Brazil was um, you know, tight in their spacings. Brazil reminded me a lot of Italy, the the Europe, just the way the culture is and how they talk and um, just their personalities. Um, I really liked Brazil because it was definitely a welcoming environment. And, you know, they don't, even in China and South Korea, they don't have large homes like we do. They have these right. apartments because it's so expensive. So they go out for almost every meal, cooking at home, at least in my experience, talking to employees and managers and, you know, just in a mall. And if someone spoke English, I took the opportunity, obviously, to ask questions. They go out and eat. I mean, it's 9 o'clock on a Wednesday, and there's, you know, two- and four-year-olds running around, and we're on a two-hour wait. And that was phenomenal (laughs) to me because I don't know where you guys are at Tuesday at 9 o'clock, but I'm not out at a restaurant unless I'm working. (laughs) So... (laughs) 
it's it's a diff it's just a different mindset. It's different. <laughs> it will be interesting and I know you know, our goal here in the US is to go back to if you have in fact I just heard it at one o'clock today, if you have a hundred fifty eight seat restaurant, you will go back to having a hundred fifty eight seat restaurant. It won't be in phase one. It won't be in phase two, you know, but it, no. it will be a transition space. But I know, because um, I still listen to a lot of Wisconsin radio. Right. And they said right now that a third of the restaurants uh, will not reopen. Dave finally reopens again. That That's the, you know, the margins, you know, that they operate on, the smaller. Yeah, and they for won't those, survive it. You know, not yeah. re- familiar with Wisconsin, you know, if you're not in Green Bay, if you're not in Milwaukee, yeah. you know, if you're not in Madison, it's a lot of rural, you know, the Indian mm-hmm. reservations, the the whole thing. So it is a lot of mom and pop, you know, people who've been there for generations right. kind of thing. And they said they're predicting um, if the state doesn't, it stays with the state in, at home, uh, opening up on May 26th, they said they're predicting a 30% unemployment rate. Wow, that's a shame. That's I mean, I, I, I you know it's climbing. It's I mean, you hear it, you see everybody's sales are down. But, you know, yep. I read a similar article today is, will the mom and pop survive? And yeah. they're, you know, some of them say, you know what, it's going to be a while before I'm going to reopen my dining room, even if I can, because I just don't have the space mm-hmm. to go six feet apart. Right. I'm just going to pivot and do takeout, yep. delivery, and yep. catering, and, you know, yep. if, that, if that can keep me alive, great. And I think that's great. Yeah. I think that's where that entrepreneurial spirit comes. This is what yes. we can do. This is what we can do well. Not just yep. this is what we can do because people won't come back because when unemployment Correct. skyrockets, they're going to be more selective on how they're going to mm-hmm. spend their money. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And what I am loving and – you know, in our areas, we were talking a little bit of how people have been pivoting and the support, you know, and you, you see it all over the place on social media, you know, save our small business, you know, go buy the gift cards, you know, go and just get, my mom was really funny. She goes, I go to McDonald's drive through every other day and get my ice cream. <laughs> it's that that's her, you know, that's her thing, um, you know, that's trying nice. to do her isn't that, I mean, it's funny. She goes, and there's a line all the time when I go. I'm like, yes, there you go, Mom. <laughs> hey, if everyone feels like they're helping, you know, you can't tell her, you know, McDonald's is a billion-dollar company. If she feels yeah, like she's helping, and it makes her feel, I mean, probably leaving the complex just getting ice cream is yes. probably the highlight of her week. So well, I'm all for that. found myself putting on makeup to go to Home Depot the other day, and I thought, okay, <laughs> this is sad. <laughs> you don't want to see what I look like when I went to Home Depot yesterday. <laughs> but I don't even care. That's funny. No, I don't care. You know, I blended in with the contractors, so. Yeah. It's like, hey. That's right. Yeah. No one asked me if I wanted any help. It was great. No. Leave me alone. I'm in the plumbing and the drywall section. Just leave me alone. I need some vent covers. Just give me a number of an aisle. Thank you. <laughs> That's right. Hey, I can look that up on the app. It'll tell me what aisle and what bay number. I'm good. 
So I think in terms of retail, you know, I when they're talking about, you know, limiting the amount of people, I see sitting rooms shutting down. I, I don't know yeah. how you can let people in into fitting rooms, which can be good. It can be bad. Um, speaking as somebody who's, you know, worked in the big box and, and department store, you know, fitting rooms are the bane of your existence. <laughs> you know, yeah, from, but... from, uh, from having to clean them out to go back uh, to theft. I mean, you know, shoplifting may go down for all we know because well it will because you'll be able to keep a better eye on the people yeah right exactly and, well and if you and, can't let and, them try it on and they take it home are they going to be able to return it I've, i read an article on that as well like you don't know where it's been well and you know going to that with uh public you know the different grocery oh, yeah. stores you know they have it right up you we and, and and who returns food, you know? So that was just kind of a shock right. to me that there's even returns at a grocery store <laughs> anyway. I think it was um, some of the people that were doomsday prepping and they decided, oh, I can return, you know, my 80 gallons of hand sanitizer. Yes. Did you see the one guy? It was 20,000 yes. gallons that he tried to return. Yep. And that's a big no. I mean, you know, yep. really just that's a, right. wow. You know, there's a certain moral code in there somewhere. I'm not really sure what it is, but well, it's like the beanie ba- baby craze of the '90s, you know, oh, the yeah. sanitizer. Ooh, I'm going to put the kids to college on my toilet paper roll. Yeah, you're not right. Exactly. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. The beanie babies. Yeah, the cabbage patch dolls. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, we had people get in fights. One of the stores, we actually had um, paramedics. That got called once um, at one of the stores oh uh, up in northern Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, I've got Beanie Baby horror stories. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. People need you know, different hobbies or something. I just oh, don't understand. I don't think I don't think I've ever waited in line for a toy for myself or for the no, children at any point. No. There is no. There is, you know. Um, one, traveling as you have, you know, through a lot of the third world countries. And, you know, I traveled a lot through Central and South America, you know, back in the day and seeing some of the lines for things and the yeah. tracks for things. So, obviously, yeah. I get it if it's for survival. Take that out of the right. equation. You know, something that costs yeah. a quarter to make in China, you know, mm-hmm. no. Um, yeah. But I and now just thinking about that, when we would open for events like that, you know, where you could only allow ten people in the store at a time, um, and just seeing, you know, what those lines did and the people in lines wanting to get in and that yeah. type of thing, I I just think it will be. I don't personally think that is going to be the answer, you know, unless it's a place like New York. But even then, too, look, the subways are still operating, the parks, right. the beaches, you know, none of that was ever shut down. Um, right. I just think that'll be, I think that will be interesting. But I think how we pay for things, um, you know, I've been seeing a lot of the, um, you know, pay with the app, you know, so that you're right. not even touching the keypad where you're mm-hmm. putting your uh, debit or charge card in. Um, I like right. that. Um, 
Yeah, so I, I even went to the ATM and used the, I had a pencil in the car and I used the pencil eraser yeah. to type in the numbers. And ironically, of course, um, my phone comes up and it's these little metal pointer things, kind of like the old stylus. And, you know, then you can punch the elevator keys and then you can do this. I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Well, here you go. That's going to be the new hot thing, the little stylus things, you know, that you use on your smartphones. <laughs> yep, it's all going to come back now. And designer face masks, that's a whole other trend that they're saying is going to be a big thing. And I'm like, oh, oh one of the uh, dog rescues that I work with, they had a auction going this weekend as a fundraiser. One of the members made up a bunch of face masks with different dog oh, wow. And paw prints and well, stuff Well, at least on it was it. for a good cause. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I'll pay you 50 bucks for this. You know what I mean? Because right. the pain, obviously, is the donation, not for the, right. the mask. But if I'm going to be forced to wear a mask, it's, it's going to be a good mask. <laughs> yeah. Be It'll be like the leg warmers of the 80s. Yeah. You're going to have yeah. to have all different colors and styles depending <laughs> on your outfit. Well, it's going to have to match because you know it will bother me, and I think it would bother Oh, yeah, well. it will bother me. That's I know. I was like, what color do you want? I'm like, I don't want a mask. I mean, he's like, oh, black. I'm like, okay, a black will work. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. If I have to, you know, if I have to wear one, and you're already kind of getting the looks, you know, in grocery stores. Oh, yeah. Um, but... You know, I just want to get one of those, like, fishing ones, those sun blocker ones, you know, that just oh, kind of go yeah. uh, the wind, you know, I'll probably, because then I can use it, you know, afterward when Again, I'm outside or right. water or something. Yeah. Yeah, people are and, giving you yeah. a look, though, if you don't have it. I think it's just, again, I think it's trying to ease everybody's anxiety, you know, just like yeah. when you walk in somewhere and you see the employees wiping everything down, I think it's just a sense, mm -hmm. a psychological sense of security, and I think... Everyone's going to need that. You know, anxiety's up. Yeah. Alcohol sales are up. Um, yeah. And then I read an article, don't drink during this because it lowers your immune system. And I'm like, oh, okay. yes. Yeah. So. And it's get outside, go for a walk, you know, do these things. And even just going and sitting outside for 15 minutes. Yeah. When I would want to do that anyway, I can't imagine not leaving my house. Um, right. But if, to you your know, point, if you're in Manhattan, I got a friend in Manhattan, and she's like, thank God I have a dog, otherwise I wouldn't be able to go out at all. <laughs> I mean, because they can yeah. be sighted if they're, my understanding is they could be sighted if they're not maintaining the six-foot distance. And to your point, a lot of people are still going to work or help, you know, we're working mm -hmm. somewhere to help yes. out. And the, just, just the sheer yes. volume of people, it's, yes. you know, it's cozy. Yeah. I, uh, I I think the next couple months will be very interesting to see how it plays out. Um, and again, you've got to take out the states like the, the Wyoming's, the South Dakota's just, you know, because of yeah. space. But then if, if, if that right. is, you know, what the, the difference is, then it will affect design if you have to live in an apartment building or in public spaces you know one of the things the demise of the open office concept which i'd be really mm -hmm. happy about i've never been a fan yeah, of you and me both cubicles yeah, no. but yeah is it no. then gonna end up that you have your cubicle but then you've got the plexiglass 
you know, six foot, you know, tower that goes around and, and keeps you separate. It kind of thing. Right. Like and you're in this little fishbowl. Yeah. And that's what they've been doing now with, I know some of the um, big box retailers and people have seen it like at the bank teller and at the grocery store, yep. you're going to have the plexiglass in front of you. Um, although I don't know how it's going to work if you're passing clothes and larger items back and forth. Right. Um, and then in between the cash stations, you know, some of those larger retail spaces have, you know, banks of like 10, 15, mm-hmm. 20 people. So you have to totally reorient, you know, how your whole cash wrapper impulse area, you know, is going to be. Gonna have yeah, I think you're going to have 100 your people standing in line. Oh, yeah. I mean, think of, you know, Christmas, obviously, holidays is going to be a little different, but I think you're, mm-hmm. at, you know, the longer it takes to come out of it, which, you know, the experts, quote unquote, say that until we have a vaccine, yeah. you know, we're looking at, you know, a while. I mean, and there are yeah. some of the retailers that are going to have to rethink their traffic patterns, you know, more mm-hmm. than just blue tape. This is going to be, mm-hmm. you're talking, you know, six to nine months. If they if they want to lose, you just use the blue tape, like, I have no issue. I will try and follow the arrows at Publix, like I told the lady last week. Um, And, you know, that's a temporary solution, which temporary could mean a lot of things, three months, six months, Mm -hmm. hell, a year and a half. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, I think it'll be interesting to see how the, you know, the good thing is, is the creativity that's come out of it, which, Mm -hmm. you know, before, at least in my experience, you need eight to ten people to sign off on something just to test it. And then obviously right. you go from there. And I think just the the way people have pivoted and just gotten creative and said, I got an idea and having, you know, one leader say, go do it. And mm-hmm. if it doesn't work in two days, come back to me. And I right. think that's been, other than the working from home thing, I think those are the two benefits that I've seen. Right. I, well, I'm excited about working from home. Just, I think that'll be another plus and uh Schools, I think, should be online or offer live streaming just in general. Mm-hmm. If a kid gets sick, if there's a parent who's sick, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? All of those things that that is an option and then you're not right. behind in school. And some kids just right. don't learn well in a traditional setting like that, you, you know. Right. So I, I think that will be a good option. That That's something good that came out of it the remote working, it'll also help with commute times, it'll help with pollution, uh, yeah. you know, that type of thing. Uh, but then the challenges are going to be the spacing in restaurants and in retail and, ho- and, and hotels, I guess. You know, yeah. the rooms are, you know, just really cleaned, you know, in between guests, you know, that type of thing. So I, not that they're going to have an easier time of it, but right. easier as opposed to a 200-seat restaurant or mom-and-pop or big-box retailer who, okay, now we've got right. to manage traffic, we've got to manage product, um, our cash wrap line, how are we going to have people check out? You, you know, I, I think it'll be kind of interesting, but at least there's some guidelines now, um, and mm-hmm. I guess we'll just see what happens and take it from there. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how each governor of each state kind of takes those guidelines and interprets interprets them mm-hmm. to suit their state's mm-hmm. needs. I think that's going to be 
creatively impressive on a couple of different levels and to see how it works. Well, and and personally, anyone who, you know, knows me, I, I am not a one-size-fits-all kind of thing. You know, each of the states right. is different, and mm-hmm. it's not a one-size-fits-all, you know, like what we were talking no. about before. And so, obviously, when you have your national chains, you know, your Walmarts, your Targets, uh, or your McDonald's, or, you know, something like that, where it would have to be across the board change. Yeah. Um, it will be interesting to see the different states and how they adapt. I think that'll that will be very interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be. I mean, challenging. You're going to. I mean, look at you know. I'll say Coles from my experience. You know, you got a lot of. You got over 1,200 units. And you got 1,200 mm-hmm. general managers, and they're all going to say, look, this is what's going to work in my market now. Right. Is leadership going to give them that freedom, if you will, to say, okay, it's your market. I, I read your email. I see this is what you're going to do. You know, report back and let me know how it goes. Or to your point, are there right. issues of blanket statements? Say, all 1,200 yeah. of you are going to do this. I personally am in agreement with you. It doesn't work. Nope. I think nope. that it's not a one size fits all. I don't think it ever was, which is a whole other topic, but now more so yeah. than ever. <laughs> uh, I've, I've been fighting that battle for 20 years. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. and me both. <laughs> you and me both. Well, it was it was interesting with nature things, and that's one of the things I you know I liked. And then when I had you know my stores, because my stores you know were in different markets, and you really saw the differences mm-hmm. between the Milwaukee's, the Chicago's, the Kansas City's, the St. Louis, the Colorado Springs, uh, and Grand Rapids, Michigan. You know that type of thing. And luckily, you know we were smaller. You know it was only what thirty some odd stores, so you could pivot. You know a little mm-hmm. that's kind of the the word of the day, but you could easier and allocate your inventory easier. Um, that type of thing. But, yeah, if you don't have good people in your buying office and allocation uh, who are open to, you know, being able to change things up and react, I mean, that can be mm-hmm. the second wave, you know, of stores that, right. that don't make it because they couldn't adapt properly. Right. So, Time will tell. It shall be interesting. Do you have anything fun you want to plug? Fun I want to plug. I have uh, reopened my consulting business. So it's JPS Design and Project Management. I am in the final stages of the website, but my intention is to help, you know, mom and pop smaller restaurant locations and even restaurant companies kind of pivot through these COVID times. If there was something that you tested and now you want to make it permanent, I can help you. I've got, you know, 20 plus years of experience of large and small um, off-premise delivery takeout experience. So I'm, you know, I'm looking to get away from the larger world and help out the mom and pops because I think that they, to your earlier point, they really need it right now, and I want to help and see the restaurant industry and, you know, everybody come out of this, you know, it breaks my heart to see 30% closing anywhere, uh, it, you know, people's it, livelihood. Uh, you know, and looking at it from restaurant and retail and just, you know, 
decimated. I did a, a show on furniture last week and just some of the smaller furniture galleries and the furniture showrooms and, you know, cause they were deemed non-essential even though, right. and I did, I felt very well make the case that furniture can be um, a health, right. you know, if you get a script from a doctor, you know, you don't pay tax on some of those items, you know, your mattresses, mm-hmm. your recliners, some of your chairs, that type of thing. Um, you know, so looking at some of these industries, you know, because you can't buy all your furniture on Amazon as much as we all love right. Amazon. <laughs> and I am a fan. <laughs> I'm not buying Me too. sofa <laughs> from Amazon. No, probably not. not. No, maybe like when I was younger, but not at this point, to your, to your earlier point, or a mattress. Yeah, no. And things like that will be interesting you know because how do you I, although I have seen some of the galleries um at least around by me they're doing appointment only I don't know if they're supposed to be doing that I have I um, saw that for rooms to go today they were doing that and then you know um limiting so many people and blocking yeah. certain parts of the showroom well, and if you have to, you know, something like that, then that just makes you be a salesperson, you know, then. So I think that that'll be interesting, and I kind of want to watch that as well. So we'll definitely touch base again and see what's going on. But we've only got um, 30 seconds left. So on that <laughs> note, where can people contact you? And then I'll sign us off. Um, you can contact me through LinkedIn, Jennifer Stripling, or like I mentioned earlier, JPS Design and Project Management. And I want to thank Jen. Obviously, it's always wonderful speaking with you, and we'll have you on again. Thank you for having me. Everybody, thanks so much for listening as we get through the, quote, unprecedented times. I might miss saying that, although maybe not. Um, this is <laughs> Deanna Rodai uh, for Deanna on Design on Blog Talk Radio. Join us on Thursday when we talk to Rebecca Sutton uh, from Kitchen Design Concepts. It's really cool what their company is doing with kitchen e-design and virtual design. It's very cool. So until next time, thanks, everybody. Happy designing. Thanks, Jen. Talk to you later. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.